Hello, everybody. This is Tommy, and we're here at the iZero headquarters in beautiful Woodland Park, Colorado. And today I am joined by our trusted partner, actually, more than more than trusted partner, really, you guys are really family to the iZero company here, uh, AptRed. Uh, we uh, we have Gary. Well, my official title, title is uh, member, if you will. Well, you started you started AptRed, right? And this this is your baby. Yes, this is my baby. So essentially, I've been in the uh, security industry, professional security industry, for approximately 40 years. The first company I worked for in California was for 20 years. And then I had the opportunity to move out here to this wonderful Colorado location and worked for a major uh, company called uh, JCI for 17 years. And then decided to go ahead and start um, AptRed. It was definitely not one of my goals in life is to be self-employed, but with the direction of these larger integrators of um, higher volume and in my opinion less interest in meeting objectives it became apparent that starting a new company with a focus of specializing in particular disciplines was necessary to provide a good high level of service uh, had the opportunity to work uh, work with iZero I found the family of iZero to be a phenomenal group of people, a very impressive group of people, um, and they truly care about everybody uh, on their team, and they truly, really care about their customers. Well, speaking of top tier, Amanda, welcome. Uh, part of Part of Gary's team here. What I know about you is with... When we were working at the uh, the seesaw and you were crawling through the door, sick as could be, but determined to do your job, trying to like crazy to to get those platforms for the computers and stuff built, coming in and seeing what you could do to help out. But please talk about who you are for the company, the kinds of things you do. Well, officially, my official title is executive administrator. And then I've had the opportunity to branch out into other parts of what these guys do, and that's been most fun. Okay. I like that a lot. <laughs> so always learning, always expanding oh, your, oh, yeah. your knowledge set. Every day. Absolutely. Okay. And Keith, you seem to be like the, the right-hand man. Well, I've been in the industry a little over 15 years, and I used to work for a big corporate company, publicly traded company, and started out as a technician and as a service tech, and then I moved on to commissioning tech and then I worked for Gary at that same company and then I moved on to be a project manager and then a construction manager for that company and and the reason why I moved to AppRed is Gary and I we have very similar values our number one belief is you know let's take care of the customer let's learn their needs what they need so that you know we could protect them number one is taking care of your customer and then number two is taking care of your employees. From the iZero perspective, I want to talk about CSOC, ISOC. Kind of want to do a, a general description of uh, you know this, the Campus Security Operations Center and the Installation Security Operations Center, CSOC and ISOC. Gary, can you can you talk about maybe kind of the, the basis behind the, the general design concept between uh, behind those entities? It's a very unique concept is not just electronics, computers, monitors, and software. It's all of the policies and procedures that are actually the CSOCs built around those policies and procedures. Those are the core foundation. Um, our, what we see our role is with iZero is providing the technology that marries very closely with uh, the iZero vision 
of a holistic security platform, essentially. So the CSOC is based on user-friendly environment, uh, making sure the operators are comfortable, reduce their fatigue significantly. And that includes the color of the room, the types of desks, the types of chairs, the type, even down to the type of monitor, other attributes that help simplify things in life. Uh, and so we consider uh, the location of the room, the vulnerabilities of the room itself, but I think the most important part of the room is how inviting is the room? How much time do you want to spend in that room? Because generally speaking, these rooms are fairly secure, but there's a lot of um, isolation, unfortunately. Well, we went and uh, so we, we were given essentially a box to work within. Uh, and then we engineered the required spaces within that particular box. Yeah, so technology-wise, so, I mean, initially we got the room, and then the team came to Gary to ask about the design. So we brought up Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is separated into three areas. One is the conference room, one is the operator supervisor, and one is the operator room. Initially getting inside is we provided a dual authentication, and then same thing in the most important area where the operators sit where the infrastructure is we provided a dual authentication in there also so that it'll make it a little more difficult for any outsiders or who's not whoever's not supposed to be in there the infrastructure what we provided Gary had many discussions with different team to fusion everything he spoke to everybody and we provided a top tier servers and it's not just one server it was like five six six total servers to provide what was needed to make that fusion happen and then same thing with the the operators when they're looking at their video when the video feeds are coming from different areas that they have the highest quality monitors several big screens and small ones for their desks Amanda, I'm going to uh, corner you on this. Uh, so, we're, I mean, we're talking about the desks, the chairs, and things like that. I, like I said, you were the, the desk expert as you were you were suffering through your, your illness there. I got to be the expert, yes. So um, <laughs> what kind of furniture, desks, et cetera, were, uh, were chosen, and what kind of why were they chosen as far as, as comfort, ergonomics, that kind of thing? Um, so we chose sit-stand desks that way. The desk will move whether the operators want to stand up or sit down. Um, the Both of the sides of the desks would move up or down. And right. the desks are curved slightly, too, so I think that makes it nice. Right, for moving back and forth, looking at all the monitors, mm-hmm. etc. Yes. Yeah, Gary was going to provide a bed also, but it's not. Just a blanket in the corner. On I the was voted down on the now. bed. <laughs> <laughs> the bed was replaced by a conference table. We are just kidding about the bed. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Uh, With us, you you had a, a kind of a whole lot of folks from all these different backgrounds coming in and working with you from iZero as far as the security piece goes. But really, you have done these kinds of, of fusion center type places outside of iZero. And so I, I, I would kind of like to hear your thought on the that the operational center role 
what it links into as far as security goes for, well, in this instance, an installation or, or a school district? Well, like a, a single point of reception for all that information and then control for security? Yes. Essentially, it's um, the Security Operations Center is, is essentially that. What generally happens is that there might be events happening outside that uh, need some mo- additional monitoring, you know, outside a particular building or campus. And then we'll, uh, those operators will pick certain select cameras to keep an eye on some crowds. And so, uh, and then what's critically important, in my opinion, is uh, and I think of the opinion of many um, consultants, is reducing the amount of noise, unnecessary noise, that our security personnel are subjected to. So, for, exa- for example, one thing that a lot of people think, oh, let's throw up a bunch of cameras on the on all of these different monitors, and you know, our security operators will be able to see something happening in the in the corner of their eye. And um, generally speaking, if that particular method of just uh, a- attempting to monitor a bunch of video, different video feeds, and even just a single video feed, is generally doesn't. Uh, provide a very effective method of uh, observation because it becomes white noise in the background and there's a lot of redundancy and then and uh, and fatigue so we use technology that are generally that's found more and more today to help bring to the attention of an operator or multiple operators of something happening. So, for example, suddenly a crowd starts to converge on one little spot or area. Well, it'll automatically bring that camera up to an operator and say, hey, take a look at this. Consider what's going on here. Or uh, we have multiple cameras monitoring um, particular fence lines, for example. Often, if you if an operator just pulls that camera up and they're, they're just relying on an, a somebody to detect somebody running across the field and jumping the fence, that will more often get missed than not. But if you use the technology to detect somebody running and crossing that fence and bring up that video to an operator, we'll provide a much more effective method uh, to engage with that. So talking about the engagement with the equipment, tell me about the computer slash human blend in, in the analysis piece of it. In what regard? There's a well. So they, I, I, few things we consider. So you, you've got the you've got the software that'll pull in certain amounts of data and do this certain analysis, and then you've got the analyst over here who's going to come in and and look at what's what's being I don't know spat out at him from the computer, uh, and based on that make decisions for this or that, uh, or retask computer. How does that work? I, I'm I'm just making this up. I'm spitballing here because I have no idea how that interface works. Well, there's uh, dozens of disparate sources of information that provide an operator with security information, and the primary purpose of these systems is to collect and through analytics and specialized software platforms to analyze this information, do some predictive analysis, and then present to an operator, this is what we've detected, and presented it to an operator, what do you think about it? How do you want to handle it? But the critical part of once we present it to the operator, we also need to 
allow that operator to have very easy interfaces to touch dozens, if not hundreds, of different sources of information without having to switch from one screen to another and things like that. So we pull all these things together and, and package it up into a nice little single user interface for an operator, including bringing in the video, access control, door locks, other data sources. Key, you had talked about the three rooms. So you got the conference room, the, 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 the supervisor room, and then the operation room. Can you give me kind of a brief description of, of each one of those? So the conference room is the first entrance. And that's where, if there's an emergency, that's where the critical people will sit down, look at the main screen, which there's a giant screen there. Could that also be used as like an incident command center? Should Correct. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking, but it just wouldn't pop out. <laughs> but correct, that is. That's where they would plan all the situations going on. Okay. The I'll call it the operator room. That's where all the critical infrastructure and all the operators are at. That's constantly looking at all the data yeah that's where main things happening and then there's a, another room that is the operator supervisor who will be the main guy that would analyze certain kind of critical data from the operators when they pass it on to him or her each desk has their own individual set of monitors however they can uh, they can control all of the larger format monitors from that one particular workstation. Okay. So each operator, including the manager, has the capability of, of control of large format video display, including over into the conference room, where essentially non-operator personnel will converge. So your senior management would converge on into that uh, particular room during an incident, and communication directly to operators or preferably through the management team to the operators would typically happen. The idea though is during a, a crisis or a, a significant event, we want the operators to be able to perform their duties without being interrupted by the uh, other duties of senior management and making uh, top level decisions. So, um, and if I remember correctly from the conference room, there is an actual window there's windows so they can uh, look into what's going on and also while communications can be via telephone but we allow those windows to be opened or we can lock them down to provide additional privacy so while they're having their meeting or whatever yes. they're not interrupting what the operators are doing inside that operations room yes when, when we first met Back in September last year, you came out, you brought your computer out, we talked, you designed the the concept, and then you did something I've never seen before in the kind of setting that we were working in. You took a bunch of blue tape, and on the floor, you laid out the entire seesaw so that you could walk us through it and tell us about what the function of each space was going to be and give us an idea for what the size was going to be. I'm not a technical guy. Oh, my gosh, I'm not a technical guy. I guess what I'm asking is for you to talk about taking what is a highly technical concept and breaking it down for a, a dumb guy like me. Well, first of all, I wouldn't call you dumb. By any stretch of the imagination, you're being, you're, your attempt of humility <laughs> is lost. I'm, gosh, I'm <laughs> humble. I'm so humble. Isn't it great Lord. how humble I am? No. So in any case, while that was a one interesting week for sure 
for us. And another thing, going back to the why AptRed was uh, why we decided to start AptRed, we wanted to be a very responsive company. A lot of uh, companies that we work for call us hotshots because we will fly in, parachute in, come in, fix fix major problems quickly, and 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 leave with a very effective solution. We were called by um, uh, Jason with iZero, who contacted us, and within 24 hours, we came out to the site, and Jason and team met with me to discuss your vision and how we can ex- apply our experience in, in security operation centers to the iZero, con- the CSOC concept. And it was a great marriage, I thought. And I, I listened to the, your vision. And when I say yours, as in uh, iZero, I was given a space. Here's your space that you can work within. Drew it up on some uh, AutoCAD. Laid it out, like you said, with the blue tape. Because generally, you know, when you're working within a computer environment, the physical size of things typically get lost. <laughs> and also the, with the intention of, here's a design concept that I had envisioned. What do you think of it? And so we walked the, the iZero team through the glass house. So we walked through the tape doors, and here's this. We walked into this one particular room. This is your conference room. Walked into this uh, operations management office, uh, and then into the operations room. Just a feel, try to get a feeling of the physical space, and that will it work? Because it was somewhat smaller than most operations with the with this particular uh, project so then uh, we presented that to iZero and they considered it um, at, hired us to complete the project and here we are I believe as a uh, as a family like you mentioned the after and iZero everything that we do uses high quality equipment and it's not to drive the cost up it's actually to drive the cost down. When you use high quality equipment, you don't have to go back and replace it three years later, for example. Or you don't have to keep going back every year to service things. You have maintenance, ongoing maintenance, but when you use high quality equipment, the the overall cost of things comes down significantly. Like the servers that we choose, we use high-quality HP platform uh, servers, monitors, and things like that. The important part is is listening to your customers and actually meeting their needs, not selling them something that you have to sell, but actually listening to them and meeting their needs that they need to address and fix. Uh, I believe that we're very strong in that because... uh, even outside of this CSOC, it's always about completely understanding your customer's customer and even going down just a little bit deeper than that. So it's not about understanding uh, us understanding iZero. It's about understanding iZero's objective to understand their customer, and then their customer has customers that we need to understand. It goes very deep, so you have to... To provide a quality product is to understand your customer's customer. As you're putting your design together, you go into a facility that's had some sort of security, maybe not very centralized, maybe not 
um, very effective, but they've got something in place. They've got some cameras. Maybe they've got some some electronically controlled doors. How does that all fit into your scheme as you're designing stuff? The design concepts are generally based around uh, incorporating that significant investment into this new additional platform to start tying things all together. How does that tie in is by choosing top-tier systems and platforms that's capable of interfacing with just about anything that's out there. Okay, so you bring in stuff that will interface with stuff that's already in place. Yes. Um, as opposed to coming in saying, you need to replace all your cameras, or, yeah, you, that's that's not the way you do business. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a, generally a significant investment in access control and in camera platforms that uh, that customer believes in or that people that believe in their their choices and uh, often it's effective for them but there's another missing piece of all these disparate systems need to be tied together to to provide a more efficient um, method of of uh, security i believe the 360 holistic security is not only addressing the technology but the human factor policies and procedures auditing and things like that well okay i think that's uh about it for the time that we have right now and i listen gary amanda and Keith, thank you so much for coming in here and sitting down and and talking to us again and hopefully we can sit down again and do this again in the future get a little more information out there to the public and speaking of the public you people that are listening here thank you for listening to our podcast here today stay safe out there uh, as you're looking around as you're walking around out there keep your head up and looking around to make sure that everything around you is the way it's supposed to be and and you'll be all right Tommy signing out for iZero. Thanks again.